cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Olivia Alexander, CEO of Kush Queen. Olivia, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. I always like to start in the very beginning. Obviously, you, you got to cannabis around 18. But earlier on, did you always think cannabis would be a part of your life? Did it surprise people around your life when you kind of migrated into the cannabis space? Can you share a little insight about that? Um, well, believe it or not, I actually knew someone in Louisiana where I grew up whose brother was murdered buying weed in our town. And it, it like was very fucked up in my life and it caused a lot of issues very young. And the first time I was around cannabis at like 14, I cried. I told my mom, like I was really freaked out. I was in like a recording studio. So I was like a dare kid. More than that, I was kind of like, you know, a good girl trying to always fight the urge to be a bad girl. And, you know, being Southern and having these sort of like expectations put on me at a young age by my family and, and and then being an actor, like none of it, I kind of saw coming. But like from the moment I touched the plant, that's when everything changed. And it was kind of like this weird thing where I didn't use cannabis. And then I was a stoner. It was there was no like transitionary period. It was like, whoa, this is my whole world. But I think it's because it had such a powerful effect on me from a wellness perspective. That's why I make the products that I do is you know, along the way, I got diagnosed bipolar, I started taking traditional meds, I did everything they said I was in the meetings, I did, I was seeing a psychiatrist, I was sober for three years, not using cannabis, and I got worse, you know, I didn't get better. And once I really started taking my own wellness into my hands, and honestly, using cannabis more as a wellness tool, not as just getting high. Look, I get high. I love getting high. There's nothing wrong with that. But there is a huge population of people, especially women and especially people with mental illness who are looking to navigate the plant for different reasons. And that's really what I specialize in. And that's really one of the things that has given me a voice and a business. Obviously, cannabis has a ton of stigmas, right? So how do we do a wider range of getting other women to feel comfortable to experiment to try more products? Like, What kind of message can we put out there to help them? I think a lot of it has to do with the marketing. I think a lot of it has to do with the delivery methods. I've made over the years, Kush Queen in the compliant market, in the medical market, we did sauce, we did infused pre-rolls, we did pre-rolls, we did flour, but we also did topicals. We did a bath bomb, a product that makes them feel comfortable. I think also in our marketing, we try to speak to all experiences and users from the pro, the stoner to a newcomer. And also, you know, just that I don't see a significant portion of companies spending time to find new users. One of the things I want to highlight and understand more is Kush Queen. Was that original focus point? Did the, the kind of the name and the origin of that come after the other concepts? Like, how did you put the puzzle pieces together? Well, I was a pageant girl, you know, like being in like beauty pageants, like queen, that kind of thing was always like, just like a word in our vernacular. And I was a former beauty queen. And I don't know, I was just like at the dispensary, like very young. And I was like, push queen, that's it. And I thought it was going to be a movie. Like I wanted to make a movie, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, but about girls who sold weed. And I wanted to like share that experience because me and the, the other bud tenders at the shop, which is still around, it's called the Artistry now, but it was called the Green Easy. And a bunch of the women who work there with me are still in the industry. Like we have a little 
sisterhood a little bit. And um, I thought it was magical. And I thought that we were like kind of the backbone of the shop. And I thought, mm, Kush Queen, that speaks, you know. Can cannabis be used in daily life? I know for you, that's a common practice. But for others out there who maybe are not as comfortable using that, how, how can that be applied? Yeah, you know, my big thing is like elevating you daily is uh, daily use of cannabinoids. I believe that can cannabinoids are like carrots, vegetables. We should be having them morning, noon, and night. So, um, you know, that's a lot of what has like just been so great on our hemp side, especially getting people to understand that you can wake up, use a tincture, hit a, you know, hit a THCV gummy instead of coffee, maybe take a bath at night for sleep hit a sleep gummy. I really believe it is the constant use of cannabinoids that actually regulate the body that create that homeostasis that we know cannabinoids create. But I think too many people, especially in the wellness side, they come when they're too sick. They come when they're already stressed out. They come when they're not feeling their best. And we can work with that. You know, we work with, I work with that all the time. That's a lot of what my book is about is about helping people navigate that side of it is, well, what are you struggling with? Because that's your symptoms. You know, are you in pain or can you not sleep? And then it's really about finding the right dose and and really getting people to let go of that stigma. What other areas of the beauty industry can cannabis kind of unlock? Well, you know, you're talking to a girl who literally made psychoactive makeup and got it sold in dispensaries in California. So that's really, I think, the like the last of the place that I want to continue to drive forward. It's like we we have over 20 shades of foundation fully developed and ready to launch, but then COVID hit. And one of the most important things you need to do in matching someone's foundation is touch them. So we've just kind of put it on pause. I also think it's still too early for these types of products as well. But I have a real passion for getting people high through methods that are not smoking. And I think cosmetics are a huge one. I also think that we haven't necessarily seen anyone successfully break through how to apply cannabinoids to hair care. I think it's a massive space as well. And also just like other weird places like dentistry, you know, like I went to my dentist and he's like, can you start selling me your CBD? Like I, these people are batshit crazy. And they're, they hate the dentist. And I need to give them something even before I give them actual drugs, pharmaceutical drugs. Olivia, when you started your journey in the cannabis space, what did you get right? And most importantly, what did you get wrong? What I got right was building an audience. I see 99.999% of people building businesses that have no actual audience. They have no demand. They have no desire. Um, and I built, you know, an email list over a hundred thousand people and counting any given time I wanna hit them up and tell them about what I'm doing. They're gonna be there for me. They're gonna buy my products. They're the ones who go to dispensaries. They're the ones who've literally like put food on my table and kept me going. I think what I got wrong was just how quickly people would adapt to certain things and and people catching on. And also I think. Um, the investment side of it, I really did think that because I was able to make a multi-million dollar business, bootstrapped it to a certain point that a ton of people would want to invest in me. And I think that the hardest part and the hardest pill that I've had to swallow in the past few years is seeing how many people don't actually want to invest in a women-run business. What is one factor statistic about operating in the cannabis industry that would surprise or shock others to know? Probably just that the amount of women in the C-suite and in power positions are declining. Before we do predictions, we ask all of our guests, if you could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass on to the next generation, what would it be? Oh, bet on yourself. That's easy. I 
bet on myself every day. I bet on my talent. I bet on my passion. I bet on the way that I see the world. And I YOLO hardcore raw dog it right into that bet. And that is what the next generation has to do. And that's what they're going to have to do in order to make space for themselves in this industry. Olivia, as cannabinoids rise in the mainstream society, where can early consumers, specifically women, look to incorporate cannabinoid therapeutics into their life? Especially right now, stress and mental health. Um, after COVID, after just like seeing my friends who are moms struggle trying to take care of their kids, you know, the burnout we're all experiencing, like it's real. And I think with technology and where it's taken us on like an endless doom scroll of life, I think cannabis is going to be that thing that is going to allow people to feel better, look better. And also, let's be real, we're living in the most divisive time it feels like ever. And I feel like we know social media is making us all more divided. And I think that cannabis is that thing that brings us together. The last question is for our listeners, they want to get in touch, they want to buy Kush Queen products, and they want to read your book, where can they find you? Kushqueen.shop. And then they can follow me on social media. We're at Kush Queen Shop, And I'm at The Live Alexander on TikTok, Instagram, um, not a big Twitter, but Twitter, whatever it is. But that's where they can find me. Awesome. We'll link those up in the show notes. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.